Hello, I'm Derek, the DM of the World of Allah and Creative Director of Entertainment Stew. I once again welcome you to Before the Roll, a new tabletop-centric podcast that allows us, the East Stew crew, a chance to analyze and break down the concepts that are presented and explored in our tabletop podcast, The World of Allah, and others. Join us weekly for philosophical, dis- well, join us bi-weekly for philosophical discussion, character analysis, narrative construction, and much more. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Found Familiar's Coffee. Found Familiar was started by a nerdy couple with a passion for coffee, creation, and Dungeons and & Dragons. Found Familiar aims to do more than just provide an amazing cup of coffee. They are a business that uses their platform to recognize the people that share the same passions as them. It's a company that constantly gives back to creators, so please take the time to support them while at the same time supporting us. If you use the code ESTEW, E-S-T-E-W, you get 10% off your order at foundfamiliarcoffee.com. So, today we have... Sam. And... John. So, we're almost there, guys. World of Alice Season 4 is rushing towards a climactic end. Rokander is now the big bad, and there are a ton of questions our fans have dropped um to us so today's gonna be a rather simple mailbag episode i like it so um number one was it always your plan to make rokander the bad guy sarah jacqueline um first off i would like to say i don't think he is the bad guy just kidding uh no he's definitely the bad guy uh i love playing him that way uh derek i'll let you answer this first because you're more of the kind of creative lead on uh uh, it's not Roll20, uh, on uh, World of Vala, but I, I've got something to put in. Uh, I know John and I talked about making Rokander like a villain-like character. Yeah. That was always in the back of my mind. But honestly, as season three, that's yeah. when he was introduced. Season three, season three was when he came in. Um, throughout that season, I thought we got away from it. It seemed Me like too. It seemed like we like neutered. Yeah, Rokander a lot. Because I'll say, when I created Rokander, uh, and I, I actually created a character similar to him, not exactly, for a different, uh, for a standard 5e game. Uh, um, and when I built him then, I thought, oh, this would be an interesting character to go from a PC to an NPC villain, kind of like a Lich King kind of thing. Because uh, he's a bit of a necromancer there. And I flew with that idea with the DM, and he liked it, but we never really came back to any of those characters. Uh, and then when it came time to do World of Vala, I, you know, I've talked about this before, but I was like, oh, let me bring back this Necromancer character. I had a lot of fun with him. Let's see how he goes. And I didn't create him for World of Vala to be a villain, but uh, the idea of the character Rokander was always kind of villainous in nature. Uh, and I, same with you, Derek. When we started Season 3, and the more we got into it, Rokander really kind of leveled down a little bit. He was not taken quite as seriously yeah. which, which i was kind of fine with and i was like you know it's just the way the character is evolving to um but there was definitely a lot of rokander as a character kind of bubbling up and kind of like not happy with what was going on and then when things started swinging the other way it just felt very natural for him to slowly start morphing into that villain role yeah um i like to think that because of the role even though it wasn't planned, I think it came out pretty well. I think the yeah. full, complete heel turn that Rokanda presented is just kind of a neat little character arc over the course of like these past two seasons. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting way. Because he, he, uh, he's always been very self-serious as a character. Mm-hmm. And no one has ever taken him seriously. And for a while, he wasn't really that serious 
from like an objective, like a, a third person point of view. Uh, and then very quickly he became serious. Uh, and I kind of like how that's taken him. And he, he's gone through some arcs of his own where um, all of this is kind of new to him being taken seriously and he's getting used to that and what that means. So I think it's, it's pretty interesting how we handle that. Okay. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. So, John, you go ahead and take the next. Sure. Let me go ahead and rustle through this very large actual mailbag that we definitely have here in the studio with us. Uh, give me a second. Okay, that's now rustling acting. sounds, surely. Uh, we'll, just so, in, we'll just add it in post. And then, Derek, if you can put in post some rustling sounds so I sound less lame. Uh, here we are. Uh, what comes next after you guys finish this season? From X gonna give it to you. I uh, love that username. So I think I can say it. I think I'm allowed to say can it. Can you say mm-hmm. it? I think, I think I'm allowed is, to say is it. Is legal going to give us some trouble over this, Derek? No, I don't think legal is going to give us any trouble. I think regardless of what happens, this is the end of this first arc of the World of Valor. Mm-hmm. After this, regardless of how this ends, regardless of how, who wins at the end, we're going to do a, a pretty huge time skip. Okay. And we'll pick up with the next series. I, yeah, I think that's been very interesting because we've talked about that on the back end. And I kind of, as, as someone who's antagonistic to the majority of characters in the world, I really like the idea of win, lose, or draw, we're starting over. Yeah, uh, we're, we're adding in some new characters. I think that's going to be really interesting. I think because now we get to do exactly what I want to do with the world of Ala, where this entire first four season thing is just setting up the actual lore of the world. Well, to be clear, I think we do want to be a little careful in how we say it. When we say, you know, this is actual lore. This is the lore. Yeah. But it's kind of, um, this is just sort of the beginning of a much larger story. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, this isn't the prequel, but it's this is definitely a setup for something bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we were to start selling our, like, player's handbook, yeah. I would want the World of Alice story to begin after this all wraps up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, submit, like, hey, this is, mm-hmm. like, the if you're going to play within this world, this is what happened yeah. in the canon. This is your entry point, yeah. uh, and what's come before is history. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think I, I wanted to rush it for, like, another, like, season, like, pick, maybe pick up, like, five years later, and mm-hmm. then we see the characters as adults. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, wow. We're spending a lot of time with these characters, and a part of me just wants them to become their own. To like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like okay, we spent we spent three years with some of these characters. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Like Adeshina has been here since the first episode, mm-hmm. and I think it's time for her to like rest as like a character. Yeah. So that yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much what we have coming for that one. Mm-hmm. So Sam, go ahead and take the third question. Okay, sweet. So, what will Santana, what will Santana do if she wins the whole thing? What will Rokander do? And that is by Naoto Lover. Naoto underscore Lover. Okay. So, what will Santana do if she wins? So, um, so if Santana wins, I feel like she would just try her best to make sure that everyone's like. I feel like she would probably just try her best to do the most good in the world that she could, because mm-hmm. considering she had a very large part in not, and doing the opposite, I'll say. I won't, <laughs> <laughs> we're in um, political mode, we have to, my client here, she's not evil, 
but she's done a lot of bad things and i feel she would probably spend the most like the rest of her reign if she would win um that this whole situation uh making up for it okay so yeah Rokan, what would you what Rokan does if he wins i will do what is necessary when i win uh Ro- Ro- i sorry i love doing the Rokan voice so when <laughs> any any excuse i get to break that out i love doing it it's just a very fun voice to do um if rokander wins he would definitely lead more into the world domination mm-hmm. uh kind of business yeah i forget exactly where he's at right now uh and what's been released to world of Valor, but that, that's kind of where he's going for right now it's just mm-hmm. world domination um so a little bit of world domination a little bit of saving the world because that's what he's doing at, at, at his heart uh, Rokander is trying to save the world. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, if he wins, I think he'd be able to do it. I think he would uh, save the world. Okay. So that's that's, that's kind of what he's aiming for. Um, he's the antihero. Bit of an antihero. Bit of a villain. He's kind of like Magneto, where it's like, yeah, Magneto's without the very sympathetic history, of course. Uh, where it's kind of like, yeah, Magneto's the bad guy, but occasionally he he helps out the heroes and he'll he'll do stuff that's good. Um, but ultimately, he just wants to do what he thinks is right, um, and he's got a very interesting way of going about that. Rokander is Michael Fassbender. Is that who plays Magneto? Yeah, uh, young Magneto. Yeah, personally, Rokander is Ian McKellen Magneto. Well, you don't uh, want to be like the greatest actor in his series. Like, of you know, if if I get to be whatever actor Rokander is, hands down, Michael Fassbender, absolutely. The Man's a Smoke Show. But uh, I'm I'm hopefully channeling more Ian McKellen. A smoke uh, show. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna uh, casually put that in my. I've never heard that before. I've never heard that's just a term for very attractive person. Uh, a lot of people use. The thing is, like, I love Ian McKellen, and I don't want anyone to think I don't love Ian McKellen. Um, Michael Fassbender's like portrayal of Magneto in Apocalypse, worst X Men, one of the worst X Men we've ever mm. seen. But his portrayal of Magneto is so. Fastbender's amazing with Magneto. I think he's a perfect choice for that. He's really genuinely amazing at it, um, but not better than Ian McKellen. And if you suggest that, I will end this podcast. Right, so you're talking about the scene where like Apocalypse took him to Auschwitz, and it was just like Auschwitz. Auschwitz. And like the raw emotion that he portrayed. I'm not saying he didn't act the hell out of that scene. I'm just saying uh, he's not Ian McKellen. Okay, but anyway. Uh... <laughs> Let's see, number Subject four. Subject for another day. Um, you take a lot of time with your NPCs. What's the benefit for this? For the players, what do you think about the NPCs in the world of Allah and their place within it? Hashalama. Um, so I take a lot of time with the NPCs. The one benefit I can think of is that I enjoy playing in a world that feels alive, and I would think that my players would want to feel that as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you're... Like, the thing is, I can say all I want that you guys aren't the heroes, but it's just like, you guys are playing and we're following your story. You're the heroes of yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. But there's, I feel like there's something about just creating a character that just fits within a world that's already established, mm-hmm. that's already has goal, that, that there's people that already have goals for different part of their lives. I think it's a bit more annoying to play against some of these NPCs. Yeah. It can be, yeah. But I like to think that it's more rewarding when you get what you want to get done in a world where it's yeah. just like everyone's kind of out for themselves. Because I was going to say that I really like that 
once I'm done talking to an NPC, an NPC that they just have their own agency, that they're not just like sitting in a shop all day. I mean, in some cases, maybe, yes. If but they own a shop. If they, they own a there. shop, then they work there. They're probably going to be sitting there. I sit in a shop all day when that's, I work at a shop. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, I don't... They have their own agency. They have their own plans. They have things that they want to do. And I appreciate that. And I feel like it's just... What you said, it just makes the world more alive. Mm-hmm. I just really appreciate that every like person in the world of Vala has their own agency. And yeah. they're easy, like, you can convince them, befriend them. Yeah, so I think that's why it's, it's nice that we spend a lot of time with the NPCs. Because um, it, it helps also the world just feel bigger. Uh, and and it, it adds stakes, I think. Because uh, if we have, you know, if there, if there were NPCs we spent less time with, you can kind of tell, oh, you know, that person's cannon fodder. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, this is... Uh, is George. He's going to be joining us in this huge battle. He's your right-hand man. And it's just kind of like we never really... Even if we get like a couple lines out of George, and then George dies. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he was there to, to soak up some of the early attacks while I focused on something else. Whereas, you know, with a lot of the NPCs we have, uh, mm-hmm. we we know them. We know their names, we know their histories, we know their families, what mm-hmm. they want. And then if something... Ha- There's no cannon fodder in, in World of Bala, which I really like. Um, I think it, it just adds to the stakes of it. We're... we're Pretty much every character we're interacting with is someone we care about, mm-hmm. and we we want the best for them, or we hate them and want them to die. Ambrose, uh, but anyway, that's spot on. That's for something else. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I really appreciate that you do spend a lot of time. It's more annoying for you, but it's I do. So much work. It's, <laughs> it's very extensive. It's like, oh yeah, Sam. During this period of time, Avery was doing X, Y, and Z. Why are they doing X, Y, and Z? Because they have their own agency. That's it, why. And because we have a training schedule, all my NPCs are also on that same like schedule. training thing. Yeah. So it's like no one's just like an NPC isn't just disappearing and then like showing like three levels stronger. Like, yeah, no, we, like, we know what, what they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's pretty much it. Uh, so on to question five. Uh, where would you guys have preferred the story to be at right now? I kind of like, and granted, I'm not... The DM. I don't have access to all the the screen information. Uh, I can't get behind the roll. Whoa. Um, ah, roll credits. Uh, but I think the story's at a pretty good place. Um, the only thing I think I would personally like would just be to further along in it because I like I just want I want to see more. I want to see more of the story. Uh, but that's it. I think we're at a pretty good place for where we are. I feel like the only thing that I would like for there to be more in the story because since we're like near in the end. Um, I wish that there was more B sides. I know Asia. That's like Asia's like main thing. She's been like fighting for B sides since the beginning. She's been desperate for. B-sides. Like I, I want a beach episode. I just want to just have a nice time at a beach or like a school festival episode where we all have to pitch in to, or like to, for fundraising or something. I'm gonna be honest. As someone who's who's played D and D for a while, that kind of sounds miserable to me. Um, I, I would not want to do any of that. Uh, I, I I like what we've been doing so far because I feel like role playing games, at least for me, are a lot of fun when you're involved in conflict and you're you're trying to do something. Uh, if we had an episode where it was just a beach episode, because like I just know my personal play style. If we had a beach episode, I'd probably just be like, I build a sand castle. That's see, it. The whole episode. See, the thing is, I would never have. The thing is, we've had B sites in the past, uh-huh. and they aren't like it's like it's like oh the day's free for you guys. But then I always have like plot hooks to get yeah. people hooked on to like different things. Um, if we were actually do the peace tournament, it would be an entire like in-game month of mm-hmm. different holidays and events that we'd have to go through. 
at the same time you guys would be training in between the events to prepare uh-huh. for stuff. Um, and that was supposed to be our la- our like big set of B sides where it's like, hey, getting to know the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and especially since like like I since I've like um, before I was in the world of Ella, I like listened to the entire first season. And I fell in love with these characters, but it's just like, yeah, Sam, you're not going to be with these characters. You're mm-hmm. on a separate team. You're on the mm-hmm. B team. This is the A team. You're over here. Um, so you know how you want to get to know Avery and Remus and all that? We don't get to know them until later. Mm-hmm. Until like a year later when we have the peace tournaments. Mm-hmm. That, so that's that what was, I was looking forward to. That was the big yeah. thing where I was like, yeah, the peace tournament is where you can meet all these NPCs. You can learn these techniques. Um, you could romance these characters if you want because you'll have the downtime to do it. Um, a bunch of our early fans dropped off because when we got into season three and we started getting into like the Nico stuff, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of time to just stop, take a breath in. Mm-hmm. Um, because so much of the world of Val is just like bad thing, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing. No rest in between. That's true. I'm in pain. Um, but where I wanted to be, I wanted to actually have a peace tournament. I legitimately wanted that was the build up. Yeah, that that was my uh, kind of thing. And something I think is interesting about the world of Alex. We talk about being a living world all the time. The fact that NPCs did something that prevented what the DM wanted, I think is just really interesting mm-hmm. that we got there. Because, um, like, legitimately, we we spent the last four seasons building up to the peace tournament. Yeah, that just kind of got canceled yeah. because Nico had, like killed everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been interesting. Um, then I was supposed to do peace tournament and then after peace tournament, mini break that might have been like a two year time skip, and then the war would happen. Yeah. But everything happened at once. So yeah. So now we're gonna do a time skip after all those things yeah. had happened. See, I think I think the next season, not to promise anything, but we're probably gonna get more B sides then just because it's not gonna be as at least I think, as as much of a everything happening all at once kind of story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of story that has a different type of conflicts. Yeah. That might end up leading to the same conflicts that we have now. Who knows? It's up to the players to not make mistakes. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, anyway, thank you for your question, Bing Babish. Okay, so the next question would be, um, how do the players think of Nico as a villain, his actions and his relevance as a villain, by more but better? So, considering Nico is Santana's brother, um, she's not into it that her brother's just kind of doing all these horrid things. Um, so I gotta say, even though Sam understands why he became a villain because things that were out of his control, um, Santana's not down. I, I think it's asking what do you what do you guys as the players? Not yeah. The players. How do we oh. feel about Nico? I'll, I'll say this: I was never huge on Nico as a villain. Um, I think the Cabal might have been an interesting drop-in point uh, for, for my character and me as a player. Nico felt a little controlling, for lack of a better word, uh, and it felt like fighting against him was kind of weird because he was kind of like leading us on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't a huge fan of Nico as a villain. Uh, I much prefer me as the villain. I think it's a lot more fun because uh, I get to be the bad guy. So um, I'm enjoying that. So yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, because usually when, like, anything that I experience, it's, like, through my character, so I always go through that frame of reference. I guess it's but, just asking, how do you feel about, like, your opinion of me using him as a villain? I think it's really interesting. I think it's really interesting, like, 
think to like have like yeah this person's your brother and they're the villain this this facade of like the boy king i think it's really interesting i really like it santana doesn't but Mm -hmm. i think that it's just really interesting that he is that so yeah, uh, I will say because this was kind of directed to the players. Uh, Derek, as a DM, kind of in retrospect, how, how do you feel about Nico's uh, villainy? Um, I feel like I feel like his villainy was allowed to be unchecked by a lot of people, and I know it always felt like that. No one could ever say anything against Nico because mm-hmm. he was like super powerful, but it's like because no one ever said anything with him. Um, me playing Nico, it's like okay, so I can just keep pushing like pushing everyone down mm. and so it got into like uh like a loop that i actually didn't enjoy of just like nico doing something terrible no one saying anything about it and then it, like me as a character is just like well if no one said anything about this then um i'm gonna keep pushing it um and i feel like those types of villains are f- more fun when it's in game and you and like player characters are underneath it like, if it was just Nico off in a corner and you guys are always just antagonistic to Nico, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a funner villain to play against. Yeah, because uh, honestly, I, it kind of hits on what I was feeling was just sort of having Nico, like, as our boss and then kind of him being this direct force above us just to me felt kind of uncomfortable as a player. Not, like, a lot, but it was kind of, I didn't know where to fight him at of kind of, mm-hmm. like, obviously we want to stop Nico, but it there didn't seem like a whole lot of avenues in which to be against him. Yeah, and, um, and the whole point was that you guys were supposed to be stuck, and that you guys were supposed to make, like, a tough decision of, like... Yeah. But it's just, like, I didn't, I feel like it didn't come off that way, and it just left a lot of people confused of what they could do. Yeah. Which I feel like is a failing of a villain. Like, narratively, I think he fit, but, like, structurally and wise of a game, I feel like mm-hmm. it doesn't fit as well. Yeah, so I think we've, we've learned from Nico, uh, which, aside from the fact that I get to be the villain, I'm excited about, I think it's nice to have a villain who is a much more clear antagonistic force that, mm-hmm. that the other players know roughly what I'm capable of. And then they kind of know, and as someone who's fighting Rokander, they know kind of roughly, okay, this is what this guy's doing, and this is kind of how we're going to go against him, and how we're going to stop him, and there's... It seemed to be much more straightforward in terms of the logistics of actually doing it, but there mm-hmm. are still a lot of questions to be asked. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to next season uh, to see what, what kind of our next big villain is going to be like uh, after Nico. So, um, from JK Lover, what would John Cena do in the world of Vala? Um, die. <laughs> but and, and a serious question honestly John Cena is like really strong he's, he's um, a buff dude isn't he just also just very charming he's also just very, very charming. charming good actor very good handsome. actor uh, pretty funny great arms I, I think John I think he'd do well yeah I think he'd do well like honestly just give him a few months like learning spells I think he'd I like I think he'd kill in the world about I think literally uh, I, I think I think John Cena would do pretty well for himself um He's doing full for himself now. John, I was like, John Cena, if you want to have a self-insert character into the world of Vala and you're listening <laughs> to this, we're, you, that's good. You're cool. We, we would absolutely allow for that. Um, please feel free to just come down. And you, you'll be like level 50. I can't speak for Derek, but I will make this happen. Uh, I'll pull some strings. If you want to be a level... There's not even a level 50 in this game, I don't think. If you want to be a level 50 self-insert character, John Cena... A portal opens up. You, John Cena <laughs> falls through. <laughs> you, you give me a call and we'll make it happen. Uh, I'll, I, I know the DM. I can pull some strings. Uh, he, 
he was a hit. He loves WWE, so he would definitely do. be down for that. Which which uh, faction would John Cena join? Like, I feel like John Cena wouldn't join Rokander. Yeah, he. I I love John Cena. He would not join Rokander, which is the right decision. You shouldn't. Um, I think. I think he would start his own faction. I think I, he would join an existing faction, and then he would become the leader, and it would become his own. Would Santana let John Cena become king? Mm. Because I don't even, John Cena wouldn't even want to become king. He wouldn't, he wouldn't want to become a monarch. I think he would, honestly, I think he would lead a revolution, especially if it's actual John Cena, I think he'd lead a revolution, in, uh, install democracy, and then uh, just go off living his life. Yeah. Wow, you guys will think so happy of John Cena. John Cena's a He's good a cool man. Dude. I was like, full disclosure, uh, we're recording this on October 4th. Uh, and if you want to get this out, it's fine. If anything happens in the next couple of days before we release this, and John Cena turns out to be terrible, we're gonna cut this out or not stand by. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. We're we're playing safe. Uh, it's like John Cena robbed an orphanage. Like, oh god, we just said he could be a self-insert character. Like he's he literally has the record for the most Make-A-Wish um kids wishes yeah, granted no, he, really? he goes hard he's, yeah. he's a pretty great guy <laughs> he's a great guy that's sweet um but yeah that's how we would do with the world of Bala. thanks yeah. jk lover good question uh so on to question number eight uh did john want rokander to come off as evil as he has if not how did he want people to see rokander as from black core 1337 what happened in 1337 i don't know uh, I might Google that afterwards and see what's going on. Uh, I hope that's not a weird I think it's like if you like put upside down or something. It like, I don't know, actually. Is, is that like Leet speak? Yeah. Is, is, is L... Is yeah, one it says three, three, seven? Is that Leet? I think yeah. it's Leet. That's um, like computer code for yeah. uh, stuff. So anyway, um, I kind of want... Especially now, I'll say this. In Rokander becoming uh, the god of death, everything from then on, yeah. I absolutely wanted him to be as evil as, as he's coming off, um, which I assume is what you're referring to now that he's actually the villain. Uh, I definitely want him to come off as pretty evil. Not, like, the worst guy ever, but uh, maybe maybe not so as malicious as Nico, but definitely evil. Definitely, like, the guy in the wrong. Because I think mm-hmm. he is, without a doubt, the antagonistic force of the world. About He's working against the people you should be rooting for. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he's doing the right thing or the wrong thing, I think he should come across as kind of the bad guy. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that you guys are thinking of him as pretty evil. Um, earlier in the series, not so much. I kind of played him as sort of edgy and, you know, like too edgy. Um, someone funny. who takes himself very seriously. But uh, now, for sure, I want him to be as evil as he's coming across. Okay. Sam? Yeah. Sam, for the question? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry if you wanted me to jump in on that, but but you, you pretty much you, you nailed it. Um, Thank you. So yeah. So for nine, how do you guys feel that there isn't a lot of character death in the world of Allah? And there's not a there's not a person for this. How do I feel that the character death isn't in world of Allah enough? I hate it. I want more of Rokander. Uh, ah. There you go. Change the question. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> now I I think there's a a pretty I, the issue with character death is um, we can't force it. Yeah. It's either your, your character will die or they won't. I uh, wanted it. There's a I don't save characters. There's no death saving roles. Yeah, it's it, it can be brutal. Uh, if you're if you've got two HP, uh, then you should watch out because d- there isn't plot armor. Yeah. It's if your character would die, 
you die. Like two characters died off screen. Oh really? Uh yeah. Uh Meldor and oh, uh, right. Janelle. They Meldor? died off screen. You're right. I forgot oh. that Meldor's dead. See, I assumed they were talking about player characters. Oh, I thought they were talking about like all characters. Now, looking at it now, they do just say character death. I, I assumed player character, but that might be my part. I've made an ass out of me. Um Yeah, so I think I think there's been a decent number of like character death in general. Yeah. Um I think there's been actually a few characters who have died recently. Um, but yeah, so for player character death, it's a little different. Yeah, player character death are a lot harder um, because because of the decisions some characters have made, they've been like marked by someone where it's just like, hmm, you might not die. Like what happened with Rokander and um, Ezra, Ezra mm-hmm. where it's like they didn't die from the things that yeah. happened to them. Um, but it's like if that were to, if that if Santana were caught into that, there was like. I don't have a... She didn't she have died. anything. Yeah. She would have just died. So if Adeshi knows kind of that, she would have just fucking died. Yeah, it was kind of fortuitous on our part. Yeah. Um, and then now at this point, we have characters who are actual gods, mm-hmm. which is, for player character death, is going to make it a bit less common. Yeah, because it's say. it's tough to kill a god. That's funny. Are you quoting that thing from Rotel Dorado? Yeah, but I... It's, you change it's, it a bit yeah, to make it... If it's tough the, to kill yeah. a god, then it's tough to be a god. You're yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, character death. Um, considering I get really attached to these characters, I'm kind of glad. It's like, Sam. I know that you don't do it on purpose, where it's like there's no characters that die, so I don't have to deal with me losing any real characters. Meldor. I love Meldor. The piece of was supposed to be that timer character just, like, ate it. Like, the thing is, it's like, it's, oh, the actual war happened? Well, gonna look away. <laughs> uh, because fighting in groups is a lot. It can save a lot of people's lives. Yeah. There's power in numbers. But yeah, that's pretty much it for that one. I think we answered that one as much as we could. Yeah. Um, so, so I know you guys probably are getting tired of this, but when will you guys do romance in the world of Vala? There's so much starting and stopping, and it's agonizing as a listener. Ludic 49. Ludic? I think Ludic 49. Ludic 49. So this is a question we get so much. Mm-hmm. We get it so much, because especially the early first two seasons... There was a lot of B-sides and a lot of, like, setting up for eventual romantic arcs with people. Mm-hmm. Like Adeshina and Avery, Mars, Mech, and Angelo, Angelo and Melissa, uh, Santana and Meldor. Like, this, cont- Santana and Janelle. So, like, just continuous romantic plots happening all the time. You've got, um, um Gardena and Solomon. Guardian and Solomon. Oh, yeah, Gardane and Solomon. Um, so For the older people. <laughs> <laughs> so there was just always this idea that romance could happen in the world of Vala. The problem is, without our B-sides, because things started like speeding up within the world of Vala, yeah. it's hard to develop romance. And the thing is, I have a person who's played Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, <laughs> I know love can bloom on the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, don't start. But... Uh, like, that's not the way I know Asia or Sam would want to... Sorry, John, I'm not going to include you because we... We already know. You're not, you're not going to let your characters romance anyone until, like, you're done with them. Kind of, yeah. Uh, my, my thing is, Rokander, I don't really see that. Because also the character he is, I... There's a possibility I might introduce a new character in the game yet. We're not... We're kind of talking about that over. Uh, they might be down for some romance. It just, Rokander is such a 
singularly focused character. It's kind of like Voldemort. I feel like yeah. where it's like it'd be weird if there was just a scene where Voldemort was just like flirting with some ladies. It's kind of like it, just <laughs> so, feels, it uh... feels like it feels like watching like your weird uncle flirting. It's kind of like eh, no one wants to see that. Um, but I know Sam and Asia, they don't like love blooming on the battlefield. Uh, of all my characters, I made them with the ability to, like, oh, yeah, you want to do romance? Well, yeah, there's this battle happening, but we can still talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I know that's not the premier way that they would like romance to happen, mm-hmm. which makes it not happen because it, a lot of the kids, so much stuff's yeah, happening. Because the thing is, it's like, I don't, I'll fight with people in the middle of a situation, but it just seems really ill-timed. It's just like, oh yeah, your whole family's at Maldor. Um, but you're looking pretty good though. So in the middle it's, of stabbing some guy to death. Yeah. It's not ideal. And so it's just like, it's not like it's not like Sam or Asia blame me because it's just like it's just the way it happened. And if the thing is the characters that they that they want their characters to romance aren't necessarily the ones that are gonna bring it up because it's like, for example, Adeshi Nut and Avery. Mm-hmm. Um, Avery's busy. Like He's stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff happening in Avery's <laughs> life. And so Adeshina and Adeshina's shy, quiet, quiet and shy. Mm. Like, they're best friends, but it's just like, unless you like, hey, Avery, you can't just stop, you, you need to stop living up to your mother's legacy and just like, chill the fuck out. Like, take a chill pill, girl. But like, she doesn't, and she's mm-hmm. just like, stress, her stress levels are up here all the time. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, when you're like that, you're not going to have any type of romance. And neither is, like, Remus or, like, I, I, Sparrow. Or... I am the constant pursuer in that. Yeah. It's always like, hey, dance with me, okay? Now, here's me being confident. Okay, here's a compliment. Uh, it's like, the not like a, it's kind of like a dating sim, but if it's a very difficult dating sim where you just have to pick out the right options Romance at the right time. And this for in this version of the World of Valor is so hard. So it's probably not going to happen as well as you guys want it to. Um, maybe in the next part when it's less stressful, but like literally, there's a giant war happening right it, now. There's a lot going on. It's hard to stop. Yeah. So if there's episodes where there's downtime, maybe we'll see. But it's just it's we don't really foresee that happening. Well, the second end of that, um, there's a second part of this question I didn't add. Um, so John, yeah, there's a large population of the of our fan base that just wants Rokan to get with Xavier. That's all they want because they're just like. Yeah, this evil, this evil woman. She's been evil this entire time. And she's, like, the most evil person you could have, like, resurrected. Uh-huh. And they, they're like, yeah, you, they would be perfect for each other. I will say that's not off the table. Because um, I think it's so, I had someone, like, I had one of my students who listened to just, like, plan out how they could have, like, <laughs> worked together to take over everything. Uh-huh. Only if they were, like, just together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, because, like, the thing is, one, she screwed up, she screwed over everyone in the world of Bala. Mm. Like, uh, she, did. she dated, uh, Santana, but mm. then dumped her because she's not racist, but she doesn't think Vakotics, like, are going to control their powers. So they're kind she, of, like, a nuisance out in the world. They should all, like, I, I, I mean, okay. rect- like, rectif- like, what is that word? Taken out? Purged? No, yeah. they, she doesn't think they should be purged. It's just like, hey, like... Vakotics can't control their powers. I'm gonna be real, and uh, I hope that this isn't like me adding on to what's supposed to be like racist coding. Um, 
Santana's had some issue controlling over Koenig oh, powers, no, no, no. See, specifically the, around Rokander. We the thing is, we had a lot of early questions where people thought that we are making the Koenigs black people. The thing is, there's already black people in the world of hell, and there's a lot of black people in the world of hell. So, we don't <laughs> so like the thing is, we never wanted to like race code. Yeah, the... I assumed it wasn't. I just wanted to be clear. When, yeah, like when we said, yeah, because the whole point with the Koenigs, like yeah. A lot of them can't control their power. That's like that's like yeah. a legitimate yeah. thing. It's, it's kind of a fair point. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think they would bond on that certainly. Uh, <laughs> Santana has uh, forked up Rokander pretty severely, to borrow a phrase from the Good Place. Um, uh, so it, he definitely would bond with her on that. I, having heard that, I can see those two characters connecting in that way. Um, I, again, kind of with Avery, they're both real busy right now. Uh, please call again later. But I, I could see them getting together. Because the thing is, Xavier is also a flirt. Mm. Um, like, sh- aren't Xavier and Ambrose dating though? She was dating Ambrose, but she was also just using Ambrose. That's gonna be real hard to to date him after Rokander kills him. She uh, she used Ambrose to steal Adeshian's dragon to do something to Adeshian's dragon. Uh, mm. Um, yeah. So I think uh, that's. That's an interesting idea, uh, and I think that's certainly something that might happen. So I think we have time for like one more question. One last question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's. Yeah. So for our last question, that's, uh, that's actually going to be about Lazarus. Uh, so from Zedsko, uh, I enjoy how relevant to the plot Lazarus is. Did you expect that level of relevance when you create him? Created him, I think, is what it's supposed to be. Um, no. Because in the original book that is based off of it, uh, based on that, he he just he just dies. He just dies and doesn't come back. Um, the thing is, with what happened to Angelo, uh, Angelo would run back to like getting his friend back, mm-hmm. as like the hey, everyone's abandoned me. They abandoned me in the void. Um, this rogue-hander guy talked to me and convinced <laughs> me that to get revenge on everyone that like said they cared for me so let me try and bring back like one of my first friends um didn't go as well and so now we have this other like tertiary villain that just hates everything and it just lashes out at everything and i just think that's fun i think like the wild card that lazarus represents is just really really interesting he just shows up yeah he's just in stuff could i my favorite uh, thing about Lazarus is when he came back into the plot with Ro- when Rokander kind of resurrected him um, was in the beginning it felt like this idea of oh you know Rokander has this powerful creature at his beck and call and then it immediately turned out to be not that mm-hmm. um, and then it's just sort of uh, this guy who's created something far beyond his own understanding and it's just kind of coming back to bite him yeah um, and it's something that because of Rokan- because of Rokander's bond with Lazarus, as strong as Brokander gets, Lazarus still keeps getting stronger. Interesting. And that's and the thing is, like right now, he could just show up in this story. But the thing is, he hates everyone on every side. So it's not like it's a positive when Lazarus shows up. It's never good for anybody if Lazarus is is there. Yeah, he's a, he's just a wrecking ball of time. Mm-hmm. So I remember, I think we talked about it. He wasn't he kicking around when we were doing some peace tournament qualifiers, like in the big snow area. Yeah, I remember we talked to you about it, and and Lazarus was just kind of wandering the area, Resident Evil style. Uh, and and I was like, oh boy, uh, no one encountered him. Um. Because I know we didn't run into him. Did any NPCs run into him? Other NPCs okay. have run into him. I thought 
Because when you said that, it would have been so funny if Lazarus was just like, oh, I'm going to mess people up at the Peace Tournament. And he's just walking around this snowy labyrinth and never sees anyone. He got in a fight with Sparrow's group. Okay. And then it's the they destroyed one of the tops of Three Gods Mountain fighting. Because they oh. just had to, they tried to explode him with a bunch of different like explosive runes. Didn't kill him because he just keeps getting stronger. Yeah. And the last time he showed up on screen was when Nico was attacking and he attacked uh, Deshina in the woods. Um, and Deshina wasn't able to stop him, so she just summoned like a, a wind tornado and just like pushed him away. That was the last <laughs> time we saw him. He's still alive. I, I feel bad for whoever he just landed on outside of that tornado. Yeah. That was not pleasant. So I, I, I like the character as like a roaming... You're right, like the Resident Evil, like... Just big, tough guy who's just walking around the map, and you gotta hope that he, you don't run into him after a big boss fight. Yeah, because what level is Rokander now? Uh, I think 12, 12 That would be the same level that Lazarus is at. Yeah. So, because Rokander is incredibly powerful right now. He is... I don't know how much we can get into the logistics of it. Rokander is one of the highest-ranking gods... Mm-hmm. Um, in the the pantheon of World of Vala. Uh and it looks like Lazarus is just riding along with him. Yeah. Chris, question: What if Lazarus was like ever like, yeah, Rokander, um, I'm gonna beat you up. Like the thing is, it's like just in like in theory, it's like I'm not gonna kill you because I need you to survive. But like, could hypothetically, like Lazarus be like, boom, 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 boom. See, at this point, uh, I don't think he could. Uh, Lazarus is powerful, and this is maybe a question for Derek, but Rokander has gotten a lot stronger. They have um, different strengths, and I mm. think in a one-on-one fight, Rokander might have the edge. Yeah. The thing is, but if it's like in the middle of a battlefield and Rokander's distracted, and he like, but then once again, he if he kills Rokander, he dies. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, the parameters weren't like, yeah, Lazarus, Lazarus is gonna kill him. It's I'll, just I'll, like I'll say this: uh, the days of Lazarus having a quote-unquote critical miss and then running 30 <laughs> feet and knocking out Rokander with one punch are over. We, we're past that. It would be a tough fight for Rokander as he is now, like yeah. as the most recent episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that overall Rokander just has more tricks. Because yeah. the thing is, Lazarus doesn't have a sword. Like he doesn't have his complete sword. And mm-hmm. the, one of the things that made him so formidable was that he had a sword that was literal built off of the bedrock of an entire country. So it was a super powerful spirit. Yeah condensed into a sword mm-hmm. that's been fractured because a part of it's with Adeshina now so if he if he's able to kill Adeshina which he's been having so much trouble with yeah uh, he's able to kill Adeshina reabsorb the sword maybe he's had the chance but there's so many people stopping him from doing that to Adeshina yeah mm-hmm. and, and also we, we have to bring up the fact that getting Rokander in a one-on-one is gonna be difficult it's gonna hey, be difficult Rokander actively avoids going anywhere without Ace as like his personal bodyguard he doesn't really need a bodyguard, but he likes having someone around. And then if he's with even one other general, that's going to be a minimum like a three-on-one fight. And that's yeah. just mm-hmm. not a good time for Lazarus. Mm-hmm. So, and Lazarus knows this, which is why he always bides his time. He's like, he's an assassin. But once again, he can't just kill Rokander. Yeah. So. Because if the question was, I think if you're saying, if he was able to, would Lazarus assassinate Rokander? I think, yeah. yeah. I think he'd be able to get away with that. Um but being able, having to fight him without killing him, I think definitely puts Lazarus on the back foot there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think that's the yeah that's the last question we did. I loved that question. That was really fun. Um, just I'll, I'll just be 
honest about this. I kind of liked all the Rokander questions. And that was a lot of fun <laughs> to answer as Rokander. We, had, we got a lot more Rokander questions. A lot of them ended up being repetitive. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, I want to say like 10 of them were just like, yeah. So Rokander, Rick Xavier, that kind of... So <laughs> you're hinting at this. So is it a coincidence that Rokander brought Xavier back? The thing Discuss. Is, they're just like Ro- Xavier that's dated like half of everyone in the cast. Uh, so they're not gonna. They're not gonna date Rokander. <laughs> so they, they had a one-on-one conversation. They're not gonna date. So they were in a room together for ten <laughs> seconds. They're not. And that's pretty much what it was. But uh, keep the questions coming. Um, our next stirring the pot. Sorry, our next before the roll should be a recap of our first season. And we're mm-hmm. going to go through all the seasons leading up to the season finale of The World of Valor. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be some cool, uh, the road so far. Yeah. Kind of look backs. So, uh, keep, th- yes. I don't know if you wanted to bring up the store. Of course, always bring up the store. So, yes. Um, <laughs> I think on October 23rd, the Entertainment Sioux store launches. So, I don't know if you want to go into specifics of that. I don't know if you want me to do my whole spiel. Do your own spiel. So, yes. So, we'll be having a collection of seven shirts for you to order and enjoy and wear and give your feedback on if you'd like. Um, October 23rd. Check that out. We have multiple sizes. We have multiple um, designs. Uh, we have a Dragon Ball Z series that's coming out. We have a kind of World of Valor series that maybe that's in the works. That yeah. should be done by the time... Everything goes in. God, I hope it's done. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're gonna be done by then. Um, yeah. I personally, I'm really looking forward to the Dragon Ball Z shirts. We've, uh, again, I've got some strings. I know some people in entertainment too. I've been able to get my hands got, on some. Got some connections. Um, uh, you know, I got some some back alley issue shirts. Uh, they're pretty cool. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the, the designs uh, you and Asia have been putting together. Uh, so I can't wait for the store launches. I think a lot of people are gonna love these. Thank you, John. He was unpaid. We didn't pay him. We didn't strap <laughs> him down to tell him how great my designs, me and Asia's designs are. This, this is a review from a, a real person, not an actor. So yes, that is all I had to say. Um, okay, thank you, Sam. So this is it for before the roll. Uh, make sure to follow us on everything on social media. Mm-hmm. It's usually at um, Entertainment Stew on everything, or on, on our Twitter. Twitter. It's Enter the Stew for some reason. I think uh, Entertainment Stew. Yeah, Entertainment was like, Stew was taken, which blows my mind. Yeah, that, uh, that's a really specific uh, username. So yeah, follow us. Uh, keep updated with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, like us question. on everything. Yeah, ask, ask us questions. questions. On there. Smash that like button wherever you find it. <laughs> If you see Entertainment Stew and the word like is right near it, you gotta smash it. Okay, now you guys have a good day. Bye bye. Bye. See ya.